Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's League. Today's episode, I've got Reese Bigelow and Cole Eckler with me. We're going to be previewing week 17 out of week 18 of the NFL season. Going to be talking about Derek Carr and a few other playoff clinching scenarios and all that stuff. So we're going to get into it and hope you guys enjoy the episode. If you do, be sure to follow my Instagram at Murphy's League. Follow this podcast, share with your friends and family. Appreciate y'all and we'll get to it. So like I mentioned in the intro, we're mostly just going to talk about playoff implications and relative games that you know actually do matter. So I've got all the playoff odds in front of us. We're going to start by talking about the Dolphins versus the Patriots. Obviously, Tua Tonga-Vailoa getting, what, it's third, third concussion, fourth concussion? Uh, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um, so he's not going to be playing this one. I don't know if he's gonna. we're going to see Tua at all for the rest of the year. I kind of doubt it. Obviously, I'm not. A medical professional but I'd have to guess that he's not gonna yeah, play I mean, just based off what we've seen this entire season or how many concussions he's had plus the previous rec- controversy of him playing that as well yeah plus I mean there's so many in conjunction compiled of they didn't recognize it like till until after what the next day and he played a whole half I think with the concussion last game mm-hmm. I mean I, I just don't think it'd be a smart move to have him continue playing. Also, I don't know if you guys saw the stats before and after the concussion. Yeah, like three interceptions. But it was so glaring, like yeah, how I, different I was, he was playing. Yeah, I was watching the game with my dad, and he, that, like literally right after the play where he presumably got concussed, my dad was like, "He's definitely, he definitely has a concussion after that." Yeah. Kept playing and continued to throw three straight interceptions yeah. on three straight drives. And I was the entire time I wasn't thinking about the concussion. I was like, "What is he? What is he doing? <laughs> like, what, what is he seeing?" Yeah. And it was like an identical hit to the last uh, concussion he had when he like slipped and hit the back and of his hit, head. Right. Yeah. And as opposed to last time where he got up all quick and yeah. then like immediately stumbled to his feet, yeah. he stayed on the ground for a second and kind of like caught himself. But yeah, I think just with the emphasis that the NFL is trying to put in concussions, I genuinely don't know when to us like do you, could could this career be over like could this be no. like a well what is the nfl gonna do about this because like you can't write it off right away obviously he's gonna be a competitor he's gonna want to keep playing of course you know but there's the whole thing with the they get the, easier once you get what's more. The, the, the concussion doctor the doctor from the movie the, yeah you yes, saw yeah, that yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. where he was saying to us should retire and obviously none of us are close to being medical professionals but <laughs> after multiple concussions of serious degree in one season like not over too the span far. of like two months exactly not too far and th- there's some bad ones like we saw obviously when he got up quickly after that yeah the one where there's the whole controversy the Bengals one went to the hospital yeah, he's had some bad concussions and the only like issue with him retiring it would have to be a player's choice like the league can't tell him to retire he could legally sue the NFL for because he has like a whole career and a ton of money lined up. That's true, and teams would want to sign him, but that's part of the problem that becomes like, what like what type of heat is going to come from like media for that? Well, also, what you're saying is ridiculous. Is they have someone that's supposed to watch players for concussions, like, right? That are watching, and they always take receivers out or running backs yeah, out. Yeah. I think, but Tua, I mean, 
I think it's pretty clear he should have at least been tested. Yeah. And they should have likely seen that he was concussed. Yeah. And they didn't even pull him off the field. He And this is the second it. time this has happened. Exactly. And it's the same player. It's the same. Like, it's pretty ridiculous. And it progressively point. gets easier to get concussions. Exactly. Want. So it's like a domino effect. Yeah, exactly. But it does make you think. Because didn't a bunch of the staff get laid off, the medical staff, the first the time first they did one. it? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think they I think they tried to say he had a hurt back. Yeah, they did. That's why he They played. did. Yeah. Which is just, and I don't know if you've seen like what McDaniel said about it, but I think he's really well spoken about the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like he's just basically like emphasizing that player health is first above everything. And um, the, I mean, getting back to the actual game because obviously it doesn't sound like Tua is going to play for probably the rest of the season. Uh, New England's two and a half point favorites. They're a fifty-four percent pick against the spread. So I'm honestly surprised it's not more. This game is in New England, and obviously New England absolutely needs to win here they need to beat buffalo the next week to get into the playoffs but miami plays new england and then they play who do they play again um they play the jets week 18 so again that's another really really tough game for them especially considering two is definitely not going to be playing in that one so what do you guys think about this game do you think this is this spreads appropriate do you think you lean towards the dolphins do you think you lean towards the patriots because i'll let you guys take it away first i i think it's I think it's pretty right to say that the Patriots should be favorite, but I mean, the Patriot Dolphin games are always like so swingy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, especially late in the year. Yeah. So I'm like hesitant to say that the Dolphins are going to lose, or hesitant to say that the Patriots are going to win. Like either way. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to have the Patriots as a slight favorite when you have a backup quarterback coming in. But I would also say on the same or in the same regard. Teddy Bridgewater is probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league. And I think when you give someone the receiving core like the Dolphins have with Tyreek and with Waddle in a strong running game, solid defense, I don't think it would be out of the question to say that they have a great chance of winning this football game. And they're still high incentive to win. They're 8-7, and seven, still a solid yeah. shot in the playoffs. I think Teddy will – did you say it was in New England? Yeah. Do you know if the weather's going to be – <laughs> I don't, I'm sure I don't know. Be great, I'm but, sure it's going to be pretty shit. Yeah, but still, I, I think it'll be a competitive game. I don't think Teddy is a huge step down from what we've seen from Tua this season. Um, and obviously, there's been some struggles with the New England offense. So, uh, like once again, with the backup quarterback, I think it makes sense that New England's are favorites in this game. But honestly, I think the Dolphins have a great chance of winning. I mean, I think you kind of like hinted at it but I think a lot of this game is just going to come down to like how explosive can New England's offense be sometimes they get in like their own way in terms of play calling and just mistakes and we we all know like that game against Vegas crucial mistake obviously cost Mm -hmm. the game they've had a few of those moments last week um, against the Bengals they brought it all the way back Hermonje Stevenson fumbled on like the five yard line to go for the go ahead touchdown so we're seeing uncharacteristic New England offense things where it's just like mistakes in the wrong moments bad play calling I think if if they're gonna lose this game i think it's gonna be because of those things i think they're just on paper right now i think they're better and i love this patriots defense i think like fantasy wise they're the best defense in in fantasy so yeah and i would add obviously the the strong point the the dolphins have a solid run game but the strong point of their team is going to be the receiving core when you have tyreek and waddle yeah and with this game being in new england the weather is probably going to be pretty shitty honestly it's gonna be pretty cold um, hard to catch balls, hard to throw the ball. I don't know if there will be snow or not on the forecast, but I think that obviously favors New England in a yeah. strong defense. Um, like I said, the offense is a huge question mark, and that's why it would be a competitive game. What do you think of... Do you think New England is content with 
Mac Jones. Um, do, no, do you I, think do you think he's the problem, or do you think I, it's the I, offensive I, coordinators? I think it's the coordinators, but I also think it's Mac Jones. I think we overrated him coming out of his rookie season, and then we have so we have like. He had a great rookie year. Yeah, but then we put these like things where it's like after Mahomes, he's gonna like repeat that year again, which is like rare. But, like yeah. that's Mahomes. What, what I would say with that is when they drafted Jones, they understood what they were getting. They weren't going for Mahomes or Herbert or uh, Josh Allen. You're not. It's not a crazy physical talent. It's not yeah. a guy that's gonna throw a rope eighty yards down the but field. It's like Brady. It's a service. Yeah, Brady esque Jimmy Garoppolo, like any serviceable system quarterback that can make the throws necessary. But you look at his rookie season, you have Josh McDaniel still there. Yeah. You have consistent play calling. You yeah. have a much healthier, frankly, a much healthier receiving core than this season. I mean, John and Smith, Hunter Henry have both been banged up a little bit. Yeah. All the receivers they love have been banged their tight ends. up. Yeah. So I'd say with the inconsistent play call and honestly the lack of receiving threats that they have on that team, I, I can't put a lot of the blame on Mac Jones. And obviously, there's been a lot of uh, injuries to the running back room as well. No one's been completely healthy for the most part but I think considering all those things together I wouldn't write Mac Jones off completely he should yeah. have that Mahomes expectation or any of the other guys I named to be amazing but I think with consistent play calling and better receiving options on the offensive front I think he can be a solid quarterback still I think the problem is with quarterbacks like because even you kind of see it with Burrow Burrow's really good in the pocket he manipulates it really well but he's not like extremely mobile yeah. I think you need to be like such an elite passer and decision maker if you don't have the ability to get out of the pocket. He reminds me a bit of Carson Palmer. Yeah, exactly. Like, like that's, that comparison. Yeah. So he just needs, like Cole said, he needs offensive weapons. It's just, it limits your ceiling and I think it makes it harder. Like those, Mac Jones isn't going to carry you each and every single week versus I, like, I, I 100% agree. But, but like, even, cause even like Justin Fields, his passing is way worse than Mac Jones, but he was so dynamic in his run game that like, he was, he was literally like carrying us. Like, that's why we were competitive against teams like the Dolphins. But what about this? What if the Patriots lose out the rest of the season? Would they give Bailey Zapp a chance next year? Here's what I'd say. Because um, he played well in all the games. He was, yeah, he did. At this point, the Patriots are still in playoff contention. And to me, it somehow still feels like a throwaway season with how, how many issues they've had. There's been so much drama or controversy surrounding their quarterback situation. The offensive coordination, uh, Belichick, honestly, as a head coach. Which they also, it's I don't put any blame on Belichick. Nah, no, I don't, I don't either. I'm just saying there's been so much just drama and I, I don't know what the word would be, but just issues with how the teams have run you when you look at all the things that are happening to the Patriots this year you wouldn't think that they're still 7-8 yeah. and in playoff contention yeah but I think that after, Raider game was a heartbreaker uh, exactly yeah definitely I think after this season the regardless of how it turns out um you need to go in the draft or you need to go into free agency you need to get better receivers you can't I like that Bill spent some money a couple seasons ago and got solid yeah. receiving threats but you need like a true number one receiver we've all seen what like a digs can do for Buffalo. Also, I like the Devontae Parker move. I still think he's really good. Yeah, I do too, but it's it's he's solid, but you need a true one receiver. Yeah. And to see what you have in your quarterback. So I think next season will be a lot more telling. When you get an actual offensive coordinator, you get a true number one receiver receiving threat, and you'll see what he has. If he's not good, then the Patriots will be a lot worse, and they can get an actual quarterback in the next draft. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently the next draft is supposed to be a better quarterback class than this draft, but... We'll see what happens there. Let's move on to the Panthers versus the Bucks because again, this is another. What's going on with my fucking mouse? Do you see that? I can't click. 
There we go. Technical difficulties. Right. <laughs> so, Panthers versus Bucks. This is obviously a do-or-die game for both of these teams. Whoever wins this game is pulling away. If Tampa wins, it's clinched, right? It would be clinched. Right? Um, I believe so. I believe so, too, yeah. Yeah, because then they'd only have eight. They'd have ten losses. and then No, because then the Saints could catch them, right? That's like the 2% or whatever the fuck. Unless the Panthers win out, that's the thing. Because the Saints still well, have yeah, the Saints the still have a 2% chance. Yeah, the Panthers win out, they make it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my my fucking shit is freaking out. You see this? All right, we're good. Um, so, obviously, a do-or-die game for both of these teams. It's in Tampa, and there's this weird thing that Tampa's been doing where their offense literally disappears for 58 minutes, and then they need a two-minute drill. And, and something works. It's like hurry-up offense just clicks. Yeah, as a They've Mike done Evans it. fantasy owner, it's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Ever. He can't do anything all game. And you watch the last drive, and suddenly he's open. Suddenly <laughs> he can get the ball. Like That's just the whole offense, his entire season. Yeah. It almost feels like when Brady's calling the plays, they're they're better. Because yeah. I don't think those are the moments where they're going qu- hurry-up quick, like no huddle that's offense. That's all Brady. That's all Brady. Yeah. You know? But this game is going to be interesting because the Panthers are favorites in this, right? Uh, no. 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 Tampa's three-point favorites. Makes sense, because I was going to say J.C. Horn is out. <clears throat> oh, I didn't even know that. So J.C. Horn is out. I think That's a that big deal. Mike Evans, like Cole was saying, is going to have a big game, hopefully. It makes sense that he would, because C.J. Henderson is not. I mean, we have Jeremy Chin back, but C.J. Henderson is like very good. Yeah. yeah. When I look at this game, the Panthers are obviously kind of on the roll right now. They're on a little bit of a hot streak. Yeah. But the one thing that's been carrying them... Whoop the shit out of the... Lions, yeah, and their run game has been. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, the the thing that's really been carrying them this whole way is that run game has been so elite these past couple of weeks. They've just been running over teams, and that's been that's taking some pressure off Sam Darnold as well. For sure. Obviously, when you can get he's your been run playing game, well, yeah, he's been playing well. But when you get your run game going, that's gonna help your quarterback out a lot. And that's what makes this game. That's what makes this game so intriguing. Is you put you have a strong or a team that's on a strong running streak against one of the best run defenses in the league. So it's really going to be a question of can you still establish that run? I think Foreman still had a good game or a great game actually last time when they played the Bucks. But if they can't run the ball as strong as they have been recently, then are they going to be able to do anything? Is Sam Darnold going to be able to withstand that pressure? And can the defense hold up without J.C. Horn? So it's really I, – I would hate to bet on this game. I think it could go either way. I'm not too confident in either of these teams. I think Tampa just needs to win it. Is Tristan both, both teams really need to win it. Yeah, right? but I don't know. It feels like Tampa's got more on the line. Like uh, Carolina, this wasn't a, this was a wash of a year. They traded Interim their head coach they traded their best McCaffrey. player. Yeah, yeah they but, hired they fired their head coach. But, I mean, this we, is but this is a Brady moment type of game. That's exactly <laughs> exactly. But Reece, Reece Reece a good point. Um, is first off is worse playing? Yeah, because I was gonna say no. Brian, He's so not, without so, worse playing, and I mean, yeah, their, yeah, Brian Burns off the edge and a slow Tom Brady. And, and didn't their yeah. left tackle get injured last yeah. week too? Yeah, and Derek Brown and so, Donovan I mean, and Smith might not play. Yeah, I would want to see the injury report for this week, but I think here, yeah, easy. that might be good to pull up because I think if that the the Panthers have a solid defense, even without J C Horn, obviously a huge hit for their uh, secondary, but they have a good pass rush. Like, yeah, like you were saying, Brady is not exactly mobile, so Brian Burns probably. You already have fastest off the edge. Yeah, you already have a you already have a backup center. If you're gonna have two backup tackles, oh my, yeah, they're they're pretty beat up. Yeah, you have two backup tackles as well. Then okay, worst is limited. So worst could still he'll probably still play, right? I don't think he will. Vita Vea is limited. Antoine 
Winfield is limited. Yeah, we'd have to look Jamel Dean is limited. Carlton Davis did not participate. Mike Edwards limited. Julio Jones limited. Carl Nassib limited. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> and then for the Panthers, yeah, J.C. Horn did not participate. Deontay Foreman, rest did not okay. participate. He'll play. Yeah. Taylor uh, Morton did not participate. I guess rest, though, so he'll play. Shai Smith, Shaq Thompson, limited. Tommy Tremble, limited. All those guys should play. So I think Buccaneers injury report is pretty, much more notable. Pretty, pretty, pretty loaded. But again, it just feels like a Brady game. It, it, it feels totally like does, it's, but... But don't get me wrong, I'm not going to be fucking surprised yeah. if the if the Bucks lose, you know? Just having the season they're having, the role that the Panthers have been on. And it's not like the Bucks have been the Bucks. The Bucks the last, like, three years have been literally one of the best run defenses in the entire league. And this they're year, it's just ass. Yeah. Like, I mean, been, shot, yeah. They, I think it'll still be, it'll be interesting to watch. I, 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 once again, don't feel confident in either of these teams with how many inconsistencies they've shown with offensively, defensively. With all the injuries we already discussed, like, I just, I don't know. It's a crucial game for both teams, and I don't think either team, or let's say it like this, neither team has what it takes to do anything in the playoffs first off. I don't yeah, think. of course, yeah. <laughs> neither of these teams are going to compete. They both have a lot to play for. They both yeah. have a lot to lose, and I still can't be confident in either. Yeah. But so, I, Tampa's... Yeah, building off what you're saying, it totally does feel like a Brady moment. So, Tampa doesn't even need to win Wake 18, but just for in case they... Lose, because if they lose and the Panthers win, and then the Panthers lose the week after that, and then the, the Bucks win, they're still game ahead, right? They're the still, yeah, the right. Bucks are one game yeah, ahead. they are. So who do the Bucks play um, week eighteen? Oh, they play the Falcons. They should win that game. Falcons are fucking tanking. They got Ritter yeah, um, but so the odds right now, or I guess percentages wise, Tampa is a 66% chance of making the playoffs uh, by winning the division, and then Carolina's at 32. So, oh, Zeke almost got a touchdown, but he didn't. Also, if you took T.Y. Hilton over 11.5 receiving yards, it just hit, so good shit. Um, all right, let's talk about Jets, Seahawks, because technically these games, or these teams, excuse me, are both still alive. The Jets could definitely catch Miami. Um, just judging that Tua is not playing, and Miami's definitely been slipping recently. So technically, they're still alive. It's a lot harder for the Seahawks, but there is a world where they make it too. They need Washington to lose a couple more games, and then they need Green Bay to not win any more games. I think Green Bay can win one more, and it wouldn't matter. Uh, Washington would need to. Do we get a touchdown? We got a touchdown. <laughs> I'm not sure. From who? Oh yeah, they kind of. Yeah, they kinda, uh, like Zeke. And it was Zeke. Uh, so Zeke first touchdown, cash that shit. Um, what I lost my train of thought in this game. Oh, I was talking about Seahawks and how they need uh, Washington because they're currently half a game behind them. So yeah, they would need to keep winning. Washington would need to keep losing. Um, let's actually talk about that game because it's kind of in connection to it. So let's jump to Carson Wentz really quick, getting the start over Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, he's healthy, right? It's just a bench. Uh, I think, I, yeah, I think it's bullshit. Yeah. I was watching Pat McAfee this morning talk about it. It, yeah. just, it made no sense. Yeah, I think it makes no sense too. I don't get the move. It's like, why would you like, what, I want, Heineke has a winning record for them, right? Yeah, he, he does. Wasn't he 4-1 at the start? Yeah. Yeah, I think and, the issue is they're on the, they're on a three-game losing streak. Well, right? they well the, the issue was for the coaching staff was this turnover ratio. That was like the selling factor. I guess they. That's what they. That's what they came forward and over. said. Okay, yeah, wait. Let me. I'm looking at the stats. Well, why not ride the hot hand? Is what. I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm completely agreeing with and you. Then it, and then it messes up. 
I mean, Terry McLaurin was having a better season. He was. Their chemistry is really good. And he has some decent chemistry with Curtis and all those guys. Like, they, realistically, it was just really tough. Because that Giants game, that was fucking bullshit. That was on the officials, the one they played at home. I'm sorry, they should have won that game. The Niners game, then that's just a better team. You run into a buzzsaw. It's red hot. Number one team, defensively. Yeah, exactly. And then the he played the Giants the week before that, and that was a tie, or I guess after, before their bye. So they went what o two and one against the number one defense in the league. A game they should have won. They should be one one and one. And the only loss was a very respectable one mm-hmm. against a very good team. You know. And, they, and I think they're one of like three or four teams to put up over twenty on the Niners. Uh, yeah, this whole season. exactly. I, was, I don't know exactly what the stat was, but they managed to put up points against the Niners, still, which have been, which has been probably the best defense in the whole league. I just don't get it. Like, if you're you're kind of fixing something that's not really broken, and we just saw Carson Wentz do this last year, where he was this close to making the playoffs, and then fucking choked. And it. I would also say, uh, you know, how much pressure's on that going, guy right going now. Going into <laughs> such, yeah, it's going into such a big game with such heavy playoff implications. Switching your quarterback, your starting quarterback, right before the game. That's you're creating inconsistency, yeah. creating a lot of question marks with the team. You, I don't understand. And why just you, the confidence levels in the exactly, players. Exactly, I don't like, understand why. And you're going back to your starter. You kind of now you're switching back and forth, and it's like it's showing they're not really confident in any of their quarterbacks, frankly. And yeah. I think if you want to be smart about how to handle the situation, let let uh, Heineke start the game. Especially because you're so close to making the playoffs. Yeah, and Heineke's, a, I think he's a smarter player. I think he's still very serviceable. Let him start the game, and if he falls behind quickly, or if he doesn't play well, if there's an interception or two, yeah. put in put in Wentz for a spark. Like obviously They're playing be, the Browns this week. For exactly, yeah, yeah. Ones, but if you're wondering. If he's playing horrible, or they get behind quickly, just put in Wentz. You can yeah. sub him, you can bench Heineke. It's, I mean, you already basically did that by putting, yeah. or having Wentz start. So, I don't understand why you don't just roll with Heineke, see how he does. If he plays poorly, just put him once and uh, hope he can rally your team. Damn, so. damn. So, as it sits, their odds in the making the playoffs in terms of, I don't know what the fuck they use for this, but ESPN's power football, or what the fuck is this called? ESPN's football power index. Well, yeah, whatever. If You can take that with a grain of salt. They technically have a lower percent chance of making the playoffs in Seattle right now, and Carolina, and Green Bay, which they have the head-to-head over of Green Bay. Um, that's a little crazy. They're at twenty two point four right now. Seattle's all the way at twenty eight point three. So I don't really know how to feel about that one. But that's again, that's why you need to talk about these games in relation to each other because they really do have a lot of crossover in terms of playoff implications. Because it's gonna be really, really close and really interesting to see here. If you guys just had to take a team in the Jets Seahawks game, where would you lean right now? It sounds like it sounds like. Um, it sounds like uh, Mike White's gonna start, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll say that's. I mean, obviously, I like White or Mike White a lot. But it's in Seattle. That's yeah. a hard place to uh, play. That's true. I, I mean, I like White so much more than Zach Wilson. Me too. Like, really, I, I, I wanted Zach Wilson to at least be decent, but he, he hasn't shown me anything that says he is decent. Maybe it's the program, or maybe it's the system. Maybe it's whatever. You can point to a number of things, but I think White provided a spark and it looks so much better than Wilson has this whole season. In the small uh, sample size of games he's played, but at the same time, there's a, I think there's a lot of things you can like on both teams. Like the Seahawks obviously have a strong receiving core. Kenneth Walker's really healthy. Good That's core. a great running back. Geno's been very. But Tyler well. Lockett might be out. It sounds like Ooh. he is. Yeah. That's it's going to be Marquise Goodwin time. So if Lockett's out, then it's sauce Metcalf matchup the whole game. I like with I like Lockett out. I would like the, I like the Jets a little Me bit. Me too. I'd, that's why I'm, I'm taking the Jets. They have if, a good, and they have a good run. 
It's like the Panthers. The like Jets have a solid defense. They, I mean, and especially with Sauce, you have a true number one corner. They've been solid. The lines and solid run defense has been solid. It's. I mean, I, mean, I don't. Even, I would say it's elite. Their defense is elite, dude. Like they're on the field I'll, I'll all okay. the time. Yeah. And Zach Wilson's putting them in pos- like shitty ass positions, and they find ways to get out of it. They're deep, bro. They've got two like lockdown corners. They've got two legit linebackers. They've got like three or four legit guys in the D line. Like they are deep, man. That's a good and, point with with how much they're on the field with Zach Wilson, especially with Zach Wilson yeah. playing these past couple weeks. To limit that, I mean, the Jaguars scored what like eighteen? I think. Nineteen, less than twenty on them. Nineteen, yeah. Yeah, which and that's had the ball all the fucking time. So, I mean, I would say they're an elite defense, and with a guy like Lockett being (coughs) another great receiver, I mean, I'll take the Jets in this one. Yeah, I think Geno loses some of his steam as well. Let's move on to the Vikings versus the Packers. Packers are now three and a half point favorites. This is in Lambeau. They're on a little bit of a heater recently. Just beat the Dolphins. They beat who? They beat the week before that. Shit. Uh, I really bad memory. Me too. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't beat the Vikings already. No, they no, the they Vikings also beat the Vikings them. Yeah, 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 week season, one or something like that. I think it was week I'll one. I'll pull their schedule really quick and I'll, <coughs> I, when I see it, I'll feel stupid that I didn't remember it. But let's see here. Who did they beat last week? They beat the. Uh, they beat the Dolphins in Miami. Oh, yeah, that was quality one. That, that came down to the wire too, right? Yeah. No. Oh, no, not no, really. oh, no, no, that was actually the yeah. Tua. That was the Tua. Yeah, never blue. mind. I'm thinking, yeah, that was the Tua losses, right? Literally a game. Uh, they beat the Rams the week before. They So they beat the Dolphins last week. Oh, yeah, they did. They beat the Rams Yeah, they did. Yeah. 24-12. How did I forget about that? They had a bye. That was in Lambo. And then week 13, they had they beat the Bears 28-19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Packers need to win out, and they're in. But, again, not really a team that's competing for and a championship. I'll note, to uh, week 12, they lost to the Eagles, but that was 44, or 40 to 33 game. Yeah. So, that was, that was still a close game. But that was a garbage time game. Fair, but still got it with Because that was the Jordan Love game, remember? Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah. That seems like so long ago. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, they're still on a hot streak. They won the last couple games. Obviously, a must-win game. They have to win. Win out to make the playoffs. Uh I don't know. I, the Vikings haven't looked as dominant as they have at points in the season. Well, dude, the Vikings, listen to this. Their points four, I'm looking at it right now, 378. Their points allowed, 373. Yeah, and they're 12-3. I, I don't think they've had a multi-possession win, have they? I think everything they've, had, they've had, they've had, they've had, like, well, that's stutter. They've had two. <laughs> if anything else, I'd say if anything, yeah. maybe a couple, but... Every game they've been in, for the most part, has been a close game. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's because kind of, it's that defense is just horrible. I mean, they haven't been able to... Their offense is putting up points, but they're not really stopping anything. Yeah, but... Dude, this is crazy. Like, fucking Detroit's point Four. differential is like... Yeah, they, 300, they put up more points than the Vikings. They've allowed more, of course. But it's only a nine-point differential. They're seven and eight. They have that's, five less wins. Insane. Like that is that margin of loss that is Detroit ridiculous. That offense has been not not to stray too far away, but that offense has been pretty potent. Yeah, this entire season. Yeah, they kind of choked it last week. Though. Yeah, no, definitely. And their playoff odds are a lot lower now. Tech, I think they could still make it somehow, but they need a lot of shit. I think to regardless, right. they've already surpassed their expectations. Yeah, exactly. They need by a long shot. Yeah, so. but I think it's safe to say that this game will be close. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. I, I think it's yeah, gonna be really no, it's close it's going to be. And a I wouldn't really be close surprised game. if it comes down to a game-winning field goal for the Vikings. Absolutely yeah, not. The over/under is currently at forty. Eight, that's definitely an over. I would be eyeing for sure. I would say two things. 
two or two players to watch this week. Uh, Aaron Jones is a little banged up last week, coming out of the game. Same with Christian Watson, who got hurt, I think, yeah. in the second yeah. quarter. Because I had him in fantasy as well. Me too. Thought he was going to be... Thought we were looking at like a 14-catch, maybe yeah. a touchdown game. Same. Got injured. That's been his top receiving threat these past few weeks. So if he... We'll see if he plays, but if he doesn't, I would take the Vikings in this game, just because I think he's really helped out a lot. And but if he's playing, if Jones is healthy, then I like the Packers. I like the storyline. They need to win out. They need this game badly. I hate the storyline. Uh, as a Bears fan, Jack does not like the storyline. Clearly, but it's an NFL script for Aaron Rodgers. It is. It is. But then again, like bro, they're gonna get blasted in the playoffs. Yeah. Because I mean, they're gonna be the seven seed. But I think that's a lot of the NFC. Yeah, we, we discussed this last time or yeah. a few weeks ago. They're gonna go to fucking San Francisco and get and get absolutely yeah. rolled. And Rodgers gets to lose to San Francisco. Yeah, maybe another NFL storyline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think this is this game is it's gonna heavily, be a good ass game. It's gonna be a good game. It's gonna be heavily dependent on the injuries. Yeah, I, the Packers offense has kind of figured itself out these last few weeks, but Watson's been a big part of that. If he doesn't play. That's a huge hit, and the same thing with Aaron Jones. And to, before we go on to the next game, Justin Jefferson is currently sitting at 1,756 receiving yards on the year at 123 catches. He's not going to get the triple crown because there's no way he gets enough touchdowns, but I think he's leading the league in receptions. and rece- I know he's leading the league in receiving yards, but I think he's also leading the league in receptions. Um, so he would need 125 this week, and then he'd be at... How many... Or if you got 150, he'd be at 1,906. I mean, if you got 150. He could, he could definitely... So he could definitely get 2K. He has a great shot at 2K. Yeah. Um, how, how many yards did Cup have last year? 900... Or 1,916? Yeah, I think... 64? 64 maybe? Especially, especially in a game like this where it could... Like you were saying, either over, it could be a shootout potentially. I, I think... Oh, the weather's not that bad. 37 degrees game time weather. That's not for Lambo. Wait, is that is it, it says, in Lambo? Yeah, and it, that must mean it says oh fifty two in Foxborough, dude. That's pleasant. And I like the Dolphins in that game. <laughs> um, it's quite pleasant. Yeah, I would take. I, I think Jefferson has a great shot of reaching two guy. Dude, me too. Also, did you, did you guys see? Did you guys see Jair Alexander um, called his last game where Justin Jefferson like I think he had like one hundred seventy seven yards or something like that week one uh Jared alexander called it a fluke oh and that was also the game where he was he was uh kind of talking shit about the coaching stuff saying like they won't let me cover him one yeah on yeah so that's gonna be an interesting matchup to watch too yeah true because jerry's really playing about better but yeah, i still think he's overrated you also can't talk that much and then not he's cover gonna get him. smoked you got because i think there's a lot of pressure for alexander to go man coverage on literally him, one-on-one like show who he is this game so yeah. Uh, that's really intriguing to me. Yeah. I don't like Jair Alexander. Me neither. What did Waddle have like him. over 130 yards and mocks his dance after? Like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like you just got cooked. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like him either. I don't like his attitude. I don't like what he said after the game about uh, he's like, I saw the ball. It was overthrown. And next thing you know, I had it. I was like, yeah, dude, he's corny. He's corny. He's corny. He's a corny dude. And he's he, on the Packers. And he's on the Packers. <laughs> and he's getting s- super overpaid. So, sorry. Jair. All right, let's talk probably the most important game of the week. I think it's going to be probably the best game of the week. It's in Cincinnati. Buffalo Bills visiting the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, This is for the number one seed because the Bengals already have the head-to-head on the Chiefs. They already have the – or the Bills already have the head-to-head on the Chiefs as well. So if the Bengals win this game, they have the same record. They'd have the tiebreaker over them and the Chiefs as well because they'd all have the same record. 
Uh, so the Bengals would move up to the one seed, Buffalo would be the two seed, and Kansas City would go all the way down to the three seed. So it's a really important game. It sounds like everyone's going to be healthy in this one. I think Tyler Boyd might be on the injury report. but uh, I've got the injury report pulled up right now. Bang. We have uh, Diggs didn't play or didn't practice Thursday with an illness. So that's something he'll, to watch. He'll, but he'll illness definitely. means he'll probably play. If it's yeah. not, yeah, he'll, there's still a good chance to play. Or a great chance, honestly. Um, if Dawson Knox limited, he'll play. You would imagine uh, Matt Milano limited. One thing to note, Jordan Poyer did not practice Thursday with a knee injury, so that's something to watch for sure. One yeah, of the best true. secondary players. And the the Bengals uh, injury report, you have Lyle Collins did not practice on Thursday. That's knee a big injuries. one. That's something to note. Uh, yeah, other than that, you have Sam Hubbard with a limited participation, so he'll probably play. So Trey Hendrickson's have, playing? He's fine? He's not even on the injury report. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, I, I would imagine he's playing. The Bills have kind of a much longer injury report, but a lot of the guys are limited or full at this point. So I don't think there's too many players missing this week. But yeah, you'd, like you said, not for the number one seed, really, I think it's going to be a great game, especially yeah. in Cincinnati. You said it's also game. fantasy championship week, and there's going to be some fucking points. Like, or no points. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It might be one of those weeks. I think this game, you have such... Such potent offenses. I think it's got. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a shootout. And the Bengals have been cooking recently. The Bengals have won uh, eight in a row, I think. Seven yeah, in a and, row. Yeah, wow. I think you're right. And yeah. think with the Bengals having back Jamar, obviously, and you still got T back. You got like and T's balling this year. And obviously, you don't even need to talk about the Bills receiving core as well, with no no injuries to the receivers on both sides. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of points. We're looking at an over-under 49.5. I love that over. What? I would take that over. The Bills are currently 1.5 point favorites. Um, 60% of the money is on them. I don't really like that either. I really like the Bengals in this game, which is like, obviously that's hard. That's like a bold statement because you never know with these teams and they're both so explosive. Oh, it says Lael Collins out. That's something to watch for sure. That's a big deal. Maybe I'm about to change my opinion. Yeah, he might. Oh, shit. What did I just click on? I'm looking at, like, uh, every injury yeah, now. Yeah, unfortunately, for the Bills, obviously, they said that, uh, I think, Bombo is out for season, correct? Yeah, he is. Yes. Oh, God. Yo, my <laughs> That's bad, a guys. huge hit. You're good. That's a huge hit for that defense, but he's also been out for weeks, so it's not going to be different from what we've seen these last few weeks. Yeah, they're both on five-game win streaks, at yeah, least. Wow. It says last five all debuts. Jesus. These are two of the hottest teams in, in the league, and now they're meeting in fucking... Cincinnati, which is awesome because that's a really good home field advantage, one, because Kansas City cannot beat. I mean, honestly, I think anyone going into Cincinnati, especially not having to go to Buffalo, not having to go to Kansas City, that's such an advantage in the playoffs. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. and they didn't have that last year. Mm-hmm. They were going on, like, they, what was it? The Raiders came to them, and then they went to Tennessee, beat Tennessee, and then they went to Kansas City and beat Kansas City. If they had the advantage of being at home for all three weeks before the Super Bowl, that's huge. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely something to monitor there. Before we get out of here, though, I want to talk about quarterbacks. The free agent quarterback class this year is really, really loaded. There's a lot of really, really big names. And Derek Carr got benched for Jared Stidham. So, technically, the Raiders aren't out of the playoffs, but they, they're, I mean, their season's over. Yeah, I think... We read the scenario. I think we were both looking at that uh, yeah. maybe yesterday, but... It's just, there's so there's many no things. Way. They'd have to be 
First off, they don't beat the Niners, the Chiefs, and then yeah. other teams that have to win certain games, lose certain games. It's just, it's very unrealistic. Yeah. And with the Benjamin Derek Carr, you can kind of tell they don't really expect that to happen. Which is weird because they don't even have their pick. The Packers also, do. Also true. It, it's it's a weird situation And uh, overall. I'm, do, okay, so I'm going to ask Reese. Mm-hmm. Do you think Derek Carr is on the move? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because if he's on the move, Devontae, Devontae is. is. Yeah. He literally posted today or last night that he only came to the Raiders because yeah. of Derek Carr. Yeah. And so, I if mean, they, he have does, think, they have to think about Devontae Adams. That's what I mean. When they think about Carr. Because yeah. it's like a duo. It is. That's Because if you get rid of Carr, this thing might blow up fast. Like, McDaniels yeah. might be gone. Devontae might be gone. Josh Jacobs is a free agent. Chandler Jones is going to be a free agent after next year because he signed a two-year deal. Max Crosby should be a free agent soon. I would say like, I'd say consider this. Jesus. Um, a lot of their decisions, I think, are going to be made. Uh, I think Josh McDaniels is going to have a lot or a strong say in a lot of their decisions because he's trying to. I just, don't think he will. I, well, here's what I'll say. I think with the benching of Carr, I think this is his move of, in some weird way, trying to like. I, I don't know. You obviously don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But I think he's trying to figure out a way to cover his ass. He saw what happened to Packett with a failed season yeah. with high expectations. Maybe he's telling him he wants to go out and get a quarterback next year in free agency. Like we talked about Brady a little bit. I think bit. they want Brady. But So here's what I would think. Maybe let's say that Carr is on the move. You could trade. I think they, did they sign Adams to an extension? Adams, yeah. He's there I suppose for five years. You could trade Adams away. Four years after this year. If he's not going to play with anyone but Carr. But also, gosh, I have so many things I'm thinking of. Circle back. I don't want to play without Carr, but also what happens if you bring Tom Brady in? Does he say no? Exactly. Does he Tom say Brady? no? Like, I don't think so. There's a lot so. of things to consider. Yeah. And I think Josh McDaniels is sweating day in, day out, yeah, trying to figure so out too. how he's going to save his job. Yeah, I um, think so, too. And it's, it's just realistically, so like, it's not all McDaniels' fault. They've had moments where their offense has looked like how it's supposed to look. Yeah. And Devontae has really brought out, like, a new deep threat element to his game, which didn't, wasn't used too much in Green Bay. And then, I mean, but it's just been all over the place. They've had some injuries. Carly leads the league, or leads the league in interceptions. Yeah. Uh, it's just been really, really inconsistent. I don't think Josh McDaniels is really set out to be a head coach. But again, if you brought Brady in with you, you basically have two head coaches in the yeah. room. Then they know each other really, really well. Uh, yeah, and no, I'd say I feel like with Devontae coming in, just circling back or looking back at the start of the season, the expectations were for Carr to basically be like almost a perfect quarterback. Also, what a dime by Josh Dobbs. We're watching the Titans Cowboys game to right now. Mick what a throw. Yeah, wow. uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that they expected Carr to be like one of the top five quarterback in the league. Yeah. With Adams. Yeah. And I mean he's definitely looked a lot better. They've had a great connection, but he's, he's on a pretty team friendly contract. Yeah, it's so. and I think we said too, uh, if they cut him before February they only take like the five, five million in that cap hit. so we'll we'll see what they do, but you don't think they're on the move or you don't think cars on the movies? No. I don't think so either. I don't think they can. Yeah. They don't have the capital, like I don't know what they they're do. locked in. Yeah, I think they're so locked too. in. Which is like really and they, they can't afford to fire their head coach. It's they can't afford it. Also, if you're if you were gonna move on from Carr, you're gonna have to trade or cut him, right? Because you just got it. You just yeah. extended him. Yeah. Who's gonna want to trade for him with that contract? Who who would, it's, it's the Jets. I, I mean, yeah. There's there's teams that there's can teams consider that can it. Yeah, but what's what's the, what's the price tag? That's the thing is like, like how much of, how much first of the money, rounder probably. But it's also the rest of which teams have the cap to take on that contract and which teams are willing I to I bet take... the Jets would. 
That's they're, intriguing. They're, they're I never cheap. About that. They're cheap. Because well, that's a team that really is a quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback. Jets. I mean, you can make the argument for like, there's a dog scratching on the door. Uh, chill. Who is that? Oh, it's Piper. Um, the Jets. I mean, fucking. <laughs> let me get this dog. Just open the door. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Come on, Piper. That's cool. She's cold. Oh, yeah. You're cold out there? Yeah, what's up, Piper? All right. Anyways, so back on the quarterback train because we're obviously like, I don't, I can't really think of too many teams that might need a quarterback. I mean, maybe Miami will need a quarterback. I wouldn't do that. She's probably on Muddy. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but besides that, before we get out of here, I want to talk about the rest of the free agent class because obviously we alluded to a little bit. Tom Brady could be on the move. I think if he doesn't go to a team like, because I don't think he's done. Do you guys think he's done? Yeah, we talked about this a we, little, couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think there's any chance he's done after yeah. the season unless they somehow manage to make the playoffs and go on a run, which I just don't see being very likely. Maybe there. Uh, I don't think he can leave. I think they lose in the first round when Dallas comes into town. And whoops their ass. And that's if they make the playoffs in the first place. Yeah. Which and is a huge... I don't think he wants to end his career like that. And no. which begs my next question. Where do you think he'll go? Where do you think is a place? Apparently He's Sean He's gonna go Payton, somewhere like a vacation now. Apparently He's Sean Payton go is interested in coaching again. He's trying Dude, to what if he goes to the Rams? Team. They can't. Well, it's still afford. a Stafford. It's still yeah, Stafford it's just like, on a contract. It... But just, just, that's such an LA move, though. That like is that's a, the most LA. Because I'm thinking about Tom Brady. He wouldn't want to go to a cold state. He's gonna want to like be somewhere he could just like relax. He's like, gonna want to be. Florida is great for him. It's great for him. Which is Las Vegas think, is which great why for I want to think Angeles like Miami. But it's he, he Miami. I think Miami would be too perfect. There's obviously all the collusion stuff that got them in trouble. And now they're the first round pick. Yeah, but dude, I, I can't imagine a much better situation where you have yeah, a young head coach that's shown a lot of potential on the offensive side. You have probably the best top like two receiving core in the league. You have a strong run game, solid defense. I mean, yeah, so I think Miami would make a lot of sense. Or you he at this point I think it's more about just winning. What about him. the Niners? Yeah, Niners. The Niners are also very Go back interesting. Because um, the Niners are one of those teams where ooh oh almost got another touchdown in there. Um, Tennessee's putting up a pretty good fight right now. Yeah, but they, yeah, I think he obviously wants to be somewhere like maybe California, Florida, like Reese was saying, almost like a vacation. I don't think he wants the California state tax though. Yeah, but also what I'd say like, is, really I think fight. he's gonna stay for. I think he's got one year, two years max for his career. I think at this point, especially after the season, he just wants to win. Yeah, I, I don't I think, think so, he's got he's got all the money in the world still. Like I think. He just wants to win. So I could easily see him finding some team with a solid roster and maybe teaming up with Sean Payton, going to a team. You know, he knows he has a good head coach. Like, he brought in Arians with uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's a lot of possibilities, but I think at this point, he just needs to win. Or like, that's all he wants. So. Okay, what about Daniel Jones? Is he going to be a giant <laughs> next year? Dude, that's... I think they keep him. Around. I think they have to too. I think they have to keep him for one more year. He's too young. Yeah. To he's move on. he's yeah. shown some strides with Dable. Also, like, dude, yeah, with Dable, his turnover ratio is way down. He's making smug. He's not blowing you away, but he's not like fucking turning over the ball all the time. Uh, he's making also, the right decisions. Yeah, and he's mobile. And look at his receivers. 
Yeah, exactly. That's another case. You see with, like, I always love to use the Josh Allen example. If you bring in a guy like Diggs, and a a quarterback can be elevated so much with a true wide receiver one. And I think you give him one year, get him an elite receiver, and see what he can do. I mean, Burrow, Jamar, there was Diggs. Burrow, Jamar, yeah. Fucking, like, obviously, Mahomes was put in that situation. But, like, Kirk had Jefferson coming in place of Diggs. Like, it's the same thing. Then you have Herbert coming in, he has Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah. You can get a play, play can be, and you lose one of those guys or both those guys, and obviously take a big hit. It's like, play can be elevated so much by an elite receiver. Which is why Fields needs help. Yeah, but we talk Bears all day. I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants reach for a quarterback though, in a draft. I mean, they'd have to trade up. Unless one slips, I mean, we we're really if Anthony Richardson slips or one of those. I can see Will Levis slipping late first. Not a fan. Not a fan. I'm not not a fan of Will Levis either, and I hope he slips because I don't. I just, I just think, I just think I haven't watched the quarterback. He reminds me so much of Zach Wilson. Really? Yeah. I haven't watched him enough, but I've watched a couple of his games this season, and I don't think he's done enough from what I've seen to warrant. Like I've seen him on as the number one quarterback on multiple lists. I I think he's number one on the Packers, dude. Yeah. And. After watching a couple of his games and multiple of like Bryce Young's games, I don't understand how you could put him above, yeah. above a guy like Bryce Young. No, and I think CJ it's Stroud. only I think it's only size. I'm not the biggest CJ Stroud guy though. I, I think I think Bryce Young is in a league of his own in this draft. Yeah, I think so too. I, I do like CJ Stroud. He should go number one to Houston. He should. Yeah, I 100 think he should. Yeah. Davis Mills isn't worth fucking like no. I was no. hoping Davis take the Mills generational guy. guy. Yeah. I'd take take that. Yeah. And then let's. I'm gonna list off like two or three more names here, and then we can get out of here. First off is Mike White's a free agent. Ooh. <laughs> and then Geno Smith. That's another one I don't talk about. Because what are they? Are the Seahawks gonna keep Geno around? Uh, I think. Let him walk. Because they think about it, they have the second overall pick. I was gonna say they have the Broncos or third, third. They have the Broncos first round. But we know the Bears aren't taking quarterback. Keep them around, and then I would probably draft Will Both? Anderson or this is someone. That, so oh, say so you're it. saying take a defensive guy, keep Gino? Yeah, because th- they still have time. I think Gino was he like 31, 30? Yeah, he's not that. Uh, yeah, probably. probably. I, I think. Because yeah. I, I don't, I don't think they give him a bag, but I think it's a, they can definitely because like if, they, if they draft a quarterback there it's going to be what 23 million signing bonus it's going to be more expensive to draft a quarterback yeah I'd say they keep well, I would Gino, go defense and then maybe keep Gino keep Gino and he'll probably sign he's playing well I don't he's playing really well I don't think they really, really well. move on like and that. honestly I give a ton of credit to that coaching staff Carroll all of them I think it's really showing how a lot of this equation was that coaching staff, and obviously for Wilson. For Wilson, yeah, like all those years where Wilson was playing so well, Definitely. like a lot of that credit has to be given to that coaching staff. And they fucking killed their last draft, like absolutely murdered it. Yeah. They got so many studs. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think they probably extend him and then take a defensive guy. But I mean, I mean, give give Gino fifteen or twenty million a year because I mean, I, and I think he'd feel good to make that after yeah. he's had one strong season as a starter other than that's been a career backup yeah. he's suddenly making 15 or 20 and they can get some help on the defensive side or maybe yeah. give another weapon and he was competitive he has them on the edge of playoff uh, exactly and that's with so much dysfunction in the offseason and just yeah I, I think you extend Gino and also just get a solid backup and Micah Parsons just recover, recovered a fumble with like a cast, cast on, his, on hand. his hand I didn't, uh, I didn't even know he broke his hand yeah but yeah, I think it makes sense to keep you know. He already has the yeah. rapport with his receivers, and yeah. it's not a quality backup. Yeah, I think so too. And then the last name I want to talk about before we get out of here was Baker Mayfield. 
I think we're going to learn a lot about that in the next two weeks. <laughs> I, I think he's shown some potential. Do you think he could stick around as a backup? Do you think it's like he would be like oh, like mentally? I don't do think, think he could mentally take it? he could. Yeah, that's just that's the hard thing with Baker is it's like the it's kind of like the Cam Newton thing where you have a guy yeah, that right. has a mentality of I'm a starter, I'm a dog, like I gotta, I should be playing. And when you have that personality, that mentality in the locker room, it's kind of hard. But I feel like I feel like Baker is really just a high end backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I think so too. In the right situation, he could be a serviceable starter. Like obviously, the right situation, you put anyone in that anyone in that right? Niners situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. You can have a solid quarterback, but yeah. I think Baker's a high end backup quarterback. It's really just him accepting that and then finding a team that needs a solid backup. And then I mean, bef- like again, I said that's my last name, but quickly before we get out of here, like there's a lot of really interesting free agents. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, is he going to be on a team? Is he going to be a backup somewhere? I think he's going to end up a backup, not uh, on San Francisco. Agree, yeah. I feel like he's going to end up in on the Jets or something like that. I think that would make a ton of sense. Got a t- like Robert Sala knows him. Matt LaFleur is there. They, they're familiar with that offense, and that would just I feel like that would just be seamless. Mm-hmm. And even though I, I, I do not like Jimmy Garoppolo, that's an upgrade from Zach Wilson. Yeah, in terms of what he can do in that offense and just limiting his mistakes, he's definitely an upgrade. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, a free agent, but I think we all kind of assume that the Ravens are going to pay him. It, the real question just becomes how much are they going to pay him? Because he's dealing with a knee injury right now. He yeah. turned down $250 million guaranteed. Or 210 whatever it was. Yeah, I can't even... I don't even know if I'd say I feel confident in the Ravens paying him just because... They had those talks this season or before this season, and then he comes into the season is playing well. But then what do they do? And gets injured. That, that's what I'm saying. That's, like they're fucked. They kind of yeah, have to I, pay. Him. I know they kind of have to pay him. They're too good to like wait around for a quarterback. And if he, but yeah. if he doesn't want the money, if they're not willing, let's say he wants whatever 40, 50 million, something crazy, and they want, don't want to pay him that because of the injury history, like you can't really let him walk. But maybe they don't feel confident in paying him that much money with. I mean, it's that's a terrible situation for everyone but Lamar, honestly. Either, like, Lamar is either going to get a lot of money or he's going to go pick his team and get a lot of money regardless. So. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't get how, like, it's such a, like, because if they, they can't move on from Lamar. Like, I don't know how, and how you do that because you don't have the draft capital to, like, take a guy now. You yeah, you're still really competitive. Yeah. Like, really competitive. And you're, you, they've been good for, like, a Decade, you know, like yeah, they're, they're a really well run franchise. Like, they have to pay him, yeah, I think so too. And I think they have to get him a true wide receiver one, yeah, they Andrews, do, yeah, 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 and just be from that line, yeah. I it sucks that Faven got hurt so early because he was actually playing pretty, well. pretty fucking well. But, anyways, guys, that's gonna be it from us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to share this with your friends and family. Follow my Instagram at Murphy's League, follow me here on Spotify. Appreciate y'all. Y'all want to say anything else? It's a pleasure to be on the show today. Uh, yeah, pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Mary. Yep. Night, y'all. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs>